Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. everybody welcome back to i mean an in real life episode of we hack health welcome yeah yeah i i, I can confirm that ben canning is actually a real person and he is I not in so. <laughs> i think actually we need to mention that because i don't want to offend any short people it's not anything to do with short people it's yes. just you didn't want me to be a short person that's correct yeah so before we get into the whole discussion here you know i just i just don't think i could handle a small short ben was my biggest biggest issue so when he was getting out of the airplane coming to you know, I was picking him up at the airport. I was like, okay, he's tall. I can, I can pick him up versus driving off and leaving him there. So, uh, you know, it turned out to be tall Ben, which, you know, is very different than Cardi B that we yes, have over Cardi here. Yes, Cardi B Ben is here as well. So for anybody who is watching on YouTube, the three of us are here. Yes, yes. So what's up? How's your week been? Dude, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sore. I'm beaten down. I'm tired. Uh, we had I'm a hung, hungover. Uh, hungover. <laughs> I think all of those are key things that are, that go into my mind when we talk about this week. Uh, but I thought it was a good week. I mean, we got a lot of good training in, uh, you know, all the BC fam folks, uh, came in and, uh, got some good lifts in the, we had health folks came in too, got some good lifts in. And, uh, I thought it was really a good progress, you know, pretty good progressive progression week. And, uh, Learned some new things, got some new exercises that I've never tried before. Uh, we got into a pissing contest. Uh, we'll get into all that. Uh, a uh, number of? A number of pissing contests, yeah. 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 I don't yeah. feel like they're over. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to continue. We're, uh, ben and I just decided that we're going to be competitive with one another each time, and uh, that went good. So it was a good week, though. Yeah, I mean, it was good for me as well. Obviously, I haven't coached in a face-to-face capacity in just slightly over two years so it was good to sort of do that i felt like i was maybe a bit rusty at the start like how do you do this how do people work in real life and not on the internet um but yeah i've had a lot of fun um i've learned a lot of new drinks that i like can we say about the captain sin no no the other one the offensive one what's the the offensive one the, well, i guess we have to talk about it now <laughs> <laughs> So there's a drink called an Irish Car Bomb. Oh, the Irish Car Bomb. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's a common drink here. Like that's not. Like, yeah, it's, it's not a common to... thing at, at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so so we uh, uh, for those that that haven't known this, I had I have like a little issue with my throat. It's a hiatal hernia, which allows me to essentially keep my 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 esophagus is open all the time. So. It's been a, an amazing superhero talent, you know, growing up because I could take a beer and I can slam it in less than a half a second. So it's like, you've ever seen, you know, like the man show where you have Ziggy Zuggy that just sits there and drops beers and things like that all the time. It's very similar to that type of thing. And so, uh, you know, uh, we went, went out one night and uh, Ben can drink very fast as well. He may have a hiatal hernia, to be honest with you. But uh, um, what Dave's trying to say is in 20 years, he has never been beaten and I beat him. Yes, but there are some caveats, okay? So first of all, we're tied, okay? You, you beat me first time, and I beat you the second time, so we're going to have to have a tiebreaker tonight. Tonight, which tonight. could be a total shit too. But anyway, yes, so an Irish car bomb is like a half a pint of Guinness with Jameson, a shot of Jameson's, and then you drop a shot of Bailey's uh, into there's it. Ba- there's Bailey's, yeah. So it's a shot of Bailey's with Jameson in it. Okay. And then a Guinness, half, half, half cup of Guinness. 
and then you drop it in and then you, you slam it. So yeah, we, we, uh, so we introduced Ben to, to an Irish carb, which I feel like you should know about that, but like, it's different. It's different. Yeah. It's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Must be, a, must be an Americanized. Uh, <laughs> it is 100% an Americanized thing. Yeah. 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 100%. So anyway, we want to talk a bit about community tribalism today, which I think is a good week because I don't know about you, but for me, it was very cool um, having people fly in, spend time with a group of people that I obviously speak to on a regular basis. Like obviously we have weekly calls and seeing everybody in real life and everything. So it was it was very cool. And it was cool to hear what they get from the group that's beyond obviously just what you and I do. Yeah, it was really neat. Uh, we went to um, a place yesterday where they had these massive chicken wings. Uh, and, I don't uh, know what size the fucking chickens are here. <laughs> they're big. <laughs> The chickens were definitely yoked on steroids, you know, like, uh, um, but, uh, the, the, uh, you know, we got, I got a discussion with Jason yesterday just about, you know, how the system that you built, I think for, for, um, you know, your training programs is awesome because it puts us into like a, a not too confined structure, but a structure that allows you to be successful, like understanding what's going on with your body, right? Understanding calories in versus calories out, everything we've talked about in this podcast. But the one aspect that's an intangible, um, is the tribal aspects of things of how, you know, you, we're a community. Uh, there's a community and culture that comes along with that, right? People that are interested in your success and they rely off of your success as well. And it's this continual progress of, of making that tribe better that makes us all strong, I think, as a community. And, you know, I talked to Jason yesterday about it and it's like, you know, yes, you know, the workouts are great. Yes, you know, the structure and program are great, but the people that we have and how we all rely off of one another for motivation and for contributing, or if they learn something new, or if they have a, a different technique for motivation, they share it with a group. And it's this group's mutual assured success that makes that culture, you know, I think work really well. And I think that's an important aspect to uh, fitness and training and whatever your, your, your accomplishment, or even in anything in life, you know, there's a, there's what's called the Dunbar number, which is uh, uh, it was research done on, on early caveman days and, you know, and, and how humans evolved into what we are today. And interesting enough, you know, we're not the fastest, you know, animal out there. We're not the strongest animal out there. In fact, we're pretty, in comparison, pretty weak to a bear or pretty, com, you know, com, in comparison, you know, slow to a cheetah or a lion. So how did human beings end up becoming the dominant species on earth? And the truth of the matter is it came because of tribalism. It came from our, our ability to group up and want to help one another to exist and to live and everything else that comes along with that. So the Dunbar number is the, the average amount of, of people that a tribe had, you know, in our prehistoric days and all the way up to caveman days and everything else that, that happened, you know, from there. And it was around 150 people is, is basically what's kind of imprinted in our minds. And the tribe aspect and, and what, you know, a lot of people are saying now around the research around this is that, what drives human beings is that tribe aspect because we were so accustomed to it for millions and millions of years where we're contributing to a tribe or society or whatever it ends up being. And you see this a lot with like Gen Xers and Zers and everything else where it's not just about the money that you're doing in your job. It's the fulfillment in life of being able to contribute to society to make things better. You see that with social justice. You see that with politics. You see that with, you know, a lot of other aspects in people's lives where they're trying to help charities out and things of that effect. So noble causes or you know, belief systems, religion, things like that all equate to, you know, what we try to do as a society and a tribe to help one another. And I think, you know, your fitness journeys, you know, if I, if I go back and I think, you know, hey, where was where did I have a lot of failures? Well, I didn't have a tribe of people that I was working with to help 
make that community better and myself better at the same time. And that's why I think, you know, if you're going on this fitness journey, it's really important to have that tribe or people around you that are continuously motivating you, that you're contributing back to their motivation, you know, whether that's a, a workout buddy, whether that's a personal trainer, whether that's, um, you know, a group of folks like our Discord server on the, the, the WeHack Health uh, Discord server, you know, all of those are different types of communities and tribes you can be a part of that help continuously motivate you to be better and for you to want to be better because of how we're programmed as human beings. And I thought that was on full effect this week, you know, when we actually got to see each other in person. It was obviously in full effect on Discord and, you know, our weekly meetings and, and things like that. But I really felt like, you know, getting to see everybody and just joke around with one another, you know, Mike now who's named Todd and, you know, we, we, Mike was in an Uber and uh, came to, to one of the places we were at and uh, some of the other guys went and got grabbed an Uber and like, oh, I just drove this awesome guy who's really nice. His name was Todd and uh, it was Mike the whole time. So we nicknamed Mike Todd. So he's now Todd now. But uh, you know, those, those funny, you know, things that you, you have personal relationships with of people that become more meaningful and deep when you're in person, you know, there's, there's something to be said about that. I felt much more closer to the folks here you know, over the past week than I did, you know, over, over discord. And I think that's an important aspect of our, our, our relationship with, with food, with our health, with our fitness and how we look at things and, and having that type of connection. Yeah. I think, and I've mentioned this before, like one of my biggest, not fears, but one of my biggest concerns with moving everything fully online was losing that community aspect because it was easy whenever I was on the gym floor because everybody was in, you know, they could see me physically coach people. Everybody was usually in at the same time with me and then they could see that they were wearing branded hoodies or whatever. So it was easy to create that because everybody was there and they sort of knew each other and whatever else. And then I think as well, it was something that people were lacking at the start of whenever the fucking global shit show hit that, you know, they were lacking that interaction. So that's how the original weekly calls came about. And obviously over time they developed and the dynamic and everything's changed. but. I think probably one of the biggest things just from having conversations with you is the industry you're in is big about community and what I was trying to do is big about community. So being able to sort of bring those so well, back right? in together. And I think, you know, as we sort of said yesterday, like the there is the aspect of you get something from being within the group in terms of like if you need help or whatever else, but there's a lot of fulfillment in being able to help someone else. And as we start to take in new people and bring on new people and even just within the wider Discord, like the new people that come in and the people who've been in for a while able to help those people yeah. and then they feel fulfilled because they look at themselves as a person that they needed, you know, maybe six months ago or however long it was. So it's cool to see them grow within that as well. Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting, you know, I was talking to, you talk about community and, and kind of the infor, information security industry. And I know there's a lot more folks that aren't just specifically dedicated to security in the, in, in the group and everything else. But, uh, you know, I was talking to Jason and Jason was like, you know, saying, hey, you know, the reason why I went with Ben is because, you know, you had, you know, talked about it and you'd gone through it. And, and that's the appreciation I have because I trust you because you share things that are successful for you so that other people can hopefully be successful in their journey and what they're doing as well. And that's been a really big piece of me is that's how I feel a sense of tribalism, right, is helping the security industry or helping other people be successful where I have struggled and hopefully learn from my mistakes or lessons that I've made. And obviously, you know, the fact that you were there, you were focused on culture. That was a big thing when I first, first met you was, you know, what, uh, how do you approach, you know, you know, uh, personal training? And you know, I think the first thing you said was understanding what you're struggling with. Right. And, and, and Jason said, that's the biggest fundamental thing that I, I can't believe as part of this is that, 
you sit down and you understand what their struggles are, how much time they have to dedicate or what they think, how much time they have to dedicate. They obviously have way more time than they think. That Jason said it too. He's like, you know, when I started, I'm like, I can only give you two hours a week. And he's now, you know, he's, I think he's training four times a day plus two times of cardio. And he's like, he's like, I got my time. He's like, it's my, you know, he's like, he's, it's amazing. You know, cause he's, you know, he's like, I, I spend time with my family I, and work is very demanding and I just don't have the time to do it. But when you actually start to actually do it, you're like, well, I, I have more time, you know, I have more time to do things I want to. <laughs> but that, that community aspect, I think really blended in well. And, you know, first of all, kudos for coming out here to the U S and, meeting with everybody. I mean, you didn't have to do that. And, uh, you know, you could have just kept it predominantly online, but I think it was important, you know, for one, to make sure that you are real, you know, <laughs> that you weren't the sure. comment of the, somebody felt that we were actually the same yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> that you weren't short second of all, which yeah, is the most important yeah. thing here probably. But, uh, um, but, you know, just getting out there and being able to work one-on-one -on -one with everybody. So, you know, for those that are just tuning in, you know, what, what we had kind of planned was, um, two days of in-person one-on-one training for anybody that wanted to come that's part of, you know, the, the, the family group and the, the hacking group, um, and just getting it right together and, you know, working on form, working on, you know, where your weak points are. And, and also I think giving you an understanding around where you can help guide their programs at, right. And, and what they're struggling with. So, you know, Jason said, and I can't believe part of that is, is actually understanding what our issues are and what we're struggling with to get a lock onto that first and really build the habits around that to be successful moving forward. And, you know, Jason's like, my life was completely changed. You know, like I, I was struggling with blood work. I was struggling with my, my health and everything is like back to normal. Everything's perfect. You know, he's like, I, I, hopefully he's, he's cool. He's, he, I'm sure he's fine with me saying this, but he's like, when I went to the doctor, he's like, the, the doctor said to me, the only thing that, um, I need to do more of is drink more water. And I'm like, I'll take that, you know, like, <laughs> sure. sounds good. You know, like I will drink more water. That's, that's the only thing I have as far as an ailment in, in my body at my age, you know, that sounds awesome to me. Right. You know, I'm not worrying about cholesterol. I'm not worrying about my weight. I'm not worried about this, you know, or that. And, um, I think those, those are all important things that, you know, you look at this and, and what you've been able to accomplish with the group, you created an awesome, amazing culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, so I, this morning I had just then, and one of the things we spoke about, was whenever he first started, he suffered really badly from sleep apnea. Like his sleep was awful. And basically the doctor had told him. I remember like, when he first came in, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm taking a whole bunch of melatonin. I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm like, okay. You know? Yeah. 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 But he, you know, he would get maybe three, three and a half hours sleep. And he says, you know, over however, like he said, a total now he's lost 75 or 77 pounds. And obviously as he loses more weight, the better that's becoming. And he yeah. basically said that the doctor said like, it's something he's going to suffer with forever. And there was nothing that he could do about it. And he's like, Fuck you! I'm gonna sort this shit out. And yeah. He has like for yeah. him, like it, he has, and he says that this is the first trip in I think seven or eight years that he has travelled without a CPAP machine and wow. sleeps been fine and everything. And that to me is, it's far beyond somebody oh, who yeah. just wants to you know get ripped for one on holiday. Like it's literally like we talk about longevity of life and health and yeah. like how we can actually literally add years onto people's lives by yeah. by taking control of it now. And I think you know even talking about the in-person coaching like and the struggles. Some people wanted to understand what the intensity of a workout should look like. Some people just wanted to meet and look at their form and it wasn't necessarily about, you know, drilling them into the ground in terms of like a really tough session. It's mm -hmm. like, I just want to go low weights and actually how should this feel and whatever mm -hmm. else. And yes, well, it's great in the check-ins, being able to do video or whatever else. There's, there's things that you see whenever you're in person and even, you know, everybody hung out yesterday when I was training everybody and I could hear or I could see people sort of listening in. And I know that if I was coaching, you know, Josh and somebody was looking in that they maybe picked something up that would help them because yeah. obviously in an hour session you can really do so much but yeah. seeing you know four or five other people go through that that they would take that home and see so it was cool for me to do it and I definitely it won't be the last time I do it because I definitely enjoyed being in person and hanging out. 
Yeah, I, uh, I learned I learned a lot too. I mean, just even like minor tweaks to existing things that I'm doing, uh, whether that was you know the tricep extensions and just keeping my elbows a little bit more back in to get that full range of motion on the extensions that I was kind of flaring my arms out a little bit, or you know just the minor tweaks that I can make to make my form better, to to make things you know useful, or you know new movements that you put me through, which you know I'm still recovering from. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's cool to be in the in a in a, it was cool for me to be in this space because I obviously see it quite a lot and I know exactly what you can train with and then building out your next plan I can do it because I'm here and I understand and what new uh, new additional equipment I need no I'm not taking anything <laughs> anything to do with that I was um, a good confirmation to take that soundbite and give it to Aaron so that's just <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not definitely not um, but then also you know being in that gym that we were in on Monday I guess um, like to me part of traveling and part of going to different places being able to see different gyms and maybe people think i'm crazy but whatever like that was a really fucking cool gym and being able to do you know try different machines and as awkward as it was on the adductor machine and whatever else but um it was <laughs> it was cool to be in that different space and just see different places like you know that's a that's what I love doing. I love training in different places and trying out different things. So it was it was very cool. Enough for you know, it's you know, it's interesting from a, a transformational perspective, not just from from a health side, but when we were there, minus when the camera crew was there, because when the camera crew like so, we brought a camera crew and just to get some like B roll of us. And I'll tell you, I haven't been that uncomfortable in a really long time because you know you have all these people out there. Not, the camera crew is great. Uh, it wasn't you guys. It wasn't you guys. It was a DF issue. It wasn't you guys. But you got you know you got all these like weightlifters and these big dudes, you know, and they're you know, and we're in there with a the camera crew and they're all like staring at you. And I'm like, ah, oh. like all the intention is on you, which is like like my fear of a gym is like everybody's staring at you after you drop a whole bunch of plates, you know, like, you know, like, but I'll tell you when, when the camera crew left and I was there, you know, kind of in my element, I was super confident. I felt great. I felt like I knew what I was doing. I wasn't, uh, you know, putzing around or, or figuring things out. And that's always been my fear in like going to a gym is like, you know, getting, I guess, judged by other people, which I think mean, it probably sounds stupid. Like who cares at all? You know, you're there to get fit. You're there to do whatever, but I've always had a fear of the gym. Like that's always been mine. And I felt great. Uh, when we went there and we saw that one dude in the, the orange t-shirt, man, he was huge. He was a big fucking guy. He was a huge guy. It's, it's honestly the biggest guy I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And he, he, the thing with him was it wasn't that he was just so big. I mean, his arms were bigger than my legs or our legs probably combined. The guy was just massive muscle, pound of muscle, but he was tall. Yeah. And that's the thing that you don't typically see is like the really tall people that are just massively huge. And I mean, this guy was, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, he must have been 400 pounds he of was muscle. A big guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, probably six foot maybe, you know, and just 400 pounds of muscle. The guy was just ridiculously big. But you, know, you got to see kind of all flavors. And this, this gym was, by the way, was one of the most coolest gyms ever. And I'd highly recommend, you know, if you are training at home to go out every once in a while and just go to a gym because it was really invigorating for me to be able to do different exercises, different types of things that I hadn't done before that are hitting my muscles in different ways. I will tell you, I'm still sore today and it's Monday and I'm never sore more than a couple days afterwards. Um, usually I'm not sore at all. I mean, I can tell my muscles are fatigued, but I was, I'm legit sore, you know, for, because we were idiots and we were, we were okay. So there, there's a story here. So we were idiots. Um, so Ben and I started getting competitive the very first day we started lifting together and we started off here in my gym where we're recording right now. And, uh, we went to do rack pulls, uh, which, you know, we're doing a, a, a pull, um, a pull, pull day. And uh, we finally start, you know, going back and forth with one another. And Ben loads on, I think it was like 525. And I have never done 525. In fact, I've never even been able to get the bar up from 525. 
Uh, I tried one time so that I could compete with Ben and it didn't happen. I didn't send him the video because it was just me failing. And, uh, but I saw one of Ben doing, I think he were doing like, I think he did like 505 or something like that. And so Ben loads up 525 and he does five sets of 525. So I'm five like, reps, five reps. Five reps, sorry, five reps, sorry, not five sets. And, uh, and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got, I got this, I got this. And I grabbed the bar and in probably the most horrible, disgusting form ever, I get that bar up once. And it, it probably looked like my back was breaking. And I have a video. Ali. Yeah, that's not, that's, it's, <laughs> let's pretend that, we, that doesn't exist. But I did get it up. But I definitely did not get uh, five on the, the rack pull. But the second day on push, I beat Ben on bench press. But I will say from a, a clear communication perspective, it was on a bar that is very unique, and he hasn't used that one before. So I would expect him to be a little bit weaker on, on, a, on a, uh, something like that. I think barbell would probably be pretty equal on, on that. And then the, th the third day we went to the gym and did legs, uh, we were doing fine up until we got to the leg press machine. Like we weren't too competitive. We were a little bit here and there. Like you'd, you'd like, you, I do 10, I do 11. And we just kind of play play off of that. But we got to the leg press machine and then it quickly went uh, to hell in a hand basket because Ben would say, let's just say he would do 800, you know, at, um, you know, 10 times, I would do 11. And that was supposed to be like our last set that we were doing. So he's like, fuck this. And he goes and gets two more 45 plates and then does 11 uh, on the leg press, so then I do 12. So he's like, all right, fuck this. It puts 45 more on. And we just went back and forth, and eventually we got to like 1,000 pounds, and uh, Ben knocked out 15 of them. And I got to my seventh one, and my legs literally failed. Like, they just gave up. Like, like I couldn't even, as I, as I was coming down, I'm like trying to lock the brakes in in time so that it doesn't smash my body and I die. Um, which I know sounds horrible. It was, it was, it was controlled moving down, but, uh, lock it in. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. So Ben definitely beat me on the, the leg press. Yeah, I did. I did. And anybody who is local here or ever in the I definitely would recommend going to that gym. I mean, place is incredible. tell me something that's more American that you can go to the gym, get a protein shake and buy some bullets on the way out. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, uh, it's but old school iron. In old school iron. Yeah. yeah. A very cool gym. So I definitely old school iron in Brook Park. Um, huge place is yeah. massive. Yeah. I mean, they probably have 2000 machines there. Yeah. You oh, know, and, and it's just huge. I mean, like they have a boxing areas, they have, you know, uh, green fields, they have every machine you can possibly imagine. I mean, it was just an incredible facility overall. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommend. Highly recommend. I think even, you know, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but even, you know, us training together and you seeing me train and how I actually move in the different movements has definitely helped what you yeah. were then doing after. And, yeah. you know, okay, maybe you have to take the hit in terms of, bringing the weight back, down, yeah. but how much you'll be able to progress and how much better the movement will be and what you'll get from it whenever you can get up to those weights, you know, what that'll do for your, for your training longer term. It was nice to kind of emulate you as you're doing, like, let's just say like, you know, you're doing a row, you know, seeing where your arms are at and your positions are at, because I don't necessarily get to see that, you know, as I'm doing it myself, you know, I, I, I focus very heavily on, on form and I try to get better every time. And, you know, for me, it's, it's always like, where do I feel the, you know, the, the pull and my muscle at? And being able to watch where your range of motion is and how you're hitting your muscle groups makes a lot of sense. And I, I learned a lot from various movements that we were doing. And you know that one that you think you had us doing was on the um, the, the cables across and you know going across with our some really good good movements while you're sitting down. I mean, just some good isolation movements for for muscle groups. And so again, I thought it was a really good 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 working week. But you know, again, going back to that whole team effort, I heard that from continuously from from everybody else that you know they learned a lot. Um, you know, obviously we learned a lot drinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the captain sin. Uh, <laughs> we went to a place yesterday and uh, they had these cinnamon 
It tasted like uh, uh, cinnamon toast crunch with alcohol in them, and uh, it was delicious. It was one of the best drinks I think I've ever had. We're probably going to get one after this. Probably going to get one after this. Yes, <laughs> but I think one of the things you know, going back to the community and the tribe, you know, yes, okay, it's great sharing health stuff and whatever else, but going beyond that and being able to help, you know, with work stuff or whatever people are going through. Like there was a lot more conversations that were going on that weren't just about fucking how many grams of protein they're having or whatever. Like it's been able to actually, you know communicate with another human who potentially has been through similar issues or whatever. So it was cool for me to sort of talk to or hear or be in conversations with people talking about stuff that is beyond what we would ever talk about. Yeah. Well, I think that that human connection, you know, goes back to how, you know, I always get asked on, on social media, like how, how can I start this? Right. And, you know, the first pillar that you ever talked about was mindset. And how do you get in a good mindset if you, the people around you aren't supporting you, if, you know, everything around you is negative you kind of have to make a shift in, in you to be successful and surround yourself with the group that will help you through your journey and where you can ask questions and, you know, feel vulnerable in, in, in certain cases because it's the way for you to get better. I think that's all an important aspect to, to making this fitness journey and what you do from a lifestyle perspective, you know, successful down the road. And, you know, I, I was talking to Jason about this last night about motivation too. And he's like, you know, he's like, when I was listening to the podcast, he's like, I was really interested in how you compete with yourself. And I, and I said, well, I kind of compete with others, but they don't know it. And he's like, that's competing with yourself, basically. I'm like, yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, it, but what's funny about that, though, is, you know, the reason I'm competing with others is not because I'm actually competing with others. I don't, you know, I'm not there to make them feel like I'm competing with them to, you know, be better than them in any way, shape, or form. It's actually me competing with myself to be better at what I'm doing, but to push myself further than I could, like... You know, a good example at, at Orange Theory is, you know, I can easily... I did Orange Theory as well. We oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. We haven't <laughs> talked about that. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get that in a second. There's some good stories there. Ben totally fell and made a huge scene. It was nice. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but, that, but, but, you know, like when I go to Orange Theory, I can easily just coast and be on like a six mile per hour, eight mile per hour and just chill, right? And, and still get a little, you know, good cardio workout, but I'm not progressing. I'm not getting any better. I'm just staying at the same and I'd rather challenge myself and rather compete with myself to become better, even if I don't feel it. You know, like there's times where I go to Orange Theory and I'm like, man, I don't even want to be here. But then I end up, you know, PRing on things that I didn't do because I'm pushing myself even harder because I get in the right mindset. Our bodies are capable of so much more. So when you look at, at com competition, it's not that you're competing with other people. It's that you're competing with yourself. And that's why I think like powerlifting is a great thing because you know, a lot of times when you go to a powerlifting event, you're competing with yourself. You're not necessarily competing with other people. You're, you're looking at your own PRs. Same thing for resistance training. You know, you're looking at your own PRs and competing with yourself to be better and to, to be stronger. So those types of motivations and those, those little things that you can kind of incorporate into your life make a lot of success. And I think I saw a lot of that this week where, you know, how do people get motivated? I heard, you know, different stories and what they do to, to stay motivated. Uh, you know, Jason's a good example where, you know, he wakes up, you know, butt crack early in the morning at five o'clock in the morning because, you know, there's no distractions. There's no family. There's no work. There's no nothing. Everybody's shut off. And then as soon as he starts getting messages coming in, he's like, okay, cool. My workout's done. It's time for me to start, you know, start my day. So those, these rituals and these habits that we form, that conform to our lifestyles, but also motivate us to go and do it are big things. And one of the ones that I like that, um, that he said, which, which I, I can totally relate to, there are certain resistance movements that I don't like doing. Um, you know, split squats is a good example. Now, Jason still does split squats. I just completely got rid of those in my program. So I don't do split squats well, at all. You're going to write me a new program. Fuck. I'll be like, yeah, I did 12 sets of 12 uh, split squats. And I just get to swap it off or something else. But, what I liked about uh, Jason was like, 
you know, he does all of the movements he doesn't like doing early in the week. And then Friday is like his fun day where he just puts in the exercises he wants to do that he loves doing. Like, you know, for me, I love doing certain things. I love doing, you know, bench press. I love doing, you know, uh, arms, for example, are fantastic. Shoulders. I love doing log presses with, with shoulders. I just feel like I'm lifting something big and heavy. So like for me, my arms day is just all stuff I love doing. I actually enjoy and look forward to arms day because I know it's not super taxing where I'm doing like a massive compound movement like a deadlift. But at the same time, I'm like destroying my arms. They're getting bigger. They're fun movements and exercises. So like different tips can help motivate you in different ways depending on what you're doing, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, he, he mentioned that to me today that he found that towards the, so his, his training split is Monday, Tuesday, he'll lift Wednesday cardio, Thursday, Friday, he'll lift Saturday cardio, Sunday off. And he found that coming into Friday, he was just beat up, fatigued, tired, not motivated, didn't really want to train. So his way around it was he'll put all the good shit towards the end of the week. So like if he is, if he opens up his app and it's like all this fun shit that he enjoys doing, he's not going to miss that yeah. workout because it's, it's an exciting fun it's workout. His, it's his favorite one. So, yeah. but like you said, you know, being able to share tips like that, that other people, you know, they maybe would just skip it or sack it off and they're like, I don't really like that, but it's just moving things about to sort of accommodate whatever you need, if it's the motivation or the discipline or whatever. But yeah, it, it made a lot of sense from that. It's interesting. Like my, my, I, I was doing that pretty much with my programming without knowing that I was even doing it, yeah. you know, cause I, I programmed that later in the week to be more, I guess relaxing is the right word. I'm still doing muscle fatigue and everything else. But I'm not doing like the crazy heavy compound movements that I need to, to worry about. I get those out early in the week. And then the rest of my week is just, you know, fun stuff where I'm just burning out my muscles in different ways. So I, I did the same thing and I never thought about that way. But I, now that I think about it, like for, for, for one, I love push days. So my Monday is like my exciting day because I'm doing push, right? Whatever day push lies upon, I'm loving that day because it's just... I love shoulders. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All push days. Push, push days. All, I'm going to have these massive, ch- massive chest and shoulders with like nothing else, no legs, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, no biceps or triceps, just, just straight, you know, shoulders and chest. Um, but, uh, like, those days for me are, like, my favorite. So, like, Monday, I'm just starting off, boom, okay, it's, it's one that I like doing. Because you had your one rest day of the week the day before. Because I had the one rest day of the week. We're, we're fixing that. We're fixing that. But... Uh, and then pull, I don't like pull as much just for the simple fact that I have tendency to have back issues. So like those are the ones I least enjoy. Um, it doesn't mean I don't like doing them. It's just, it's not my favorite fun day. Legs, if it's squats, I'm good with. Deadlifts are, are hard. Like they're just hard, you know? So like, I think I, I least like deadlifts. Um, I like the feeling when I'm done with them, you know, that I accomplished something. I just threw all this weight down. But at the end of the day, I, I kind of dread deadlift days uh, a little bit. And then... The rest of the days I enjoy. So I guess I guess I really like everything but deadlifts. So I guess that's about it. And split squats. I think that it's funny that, you know, it's funny how everybody's different in that sense. Like what I like about the gym, what I like about training is progress. So it's not specifically different exercises. Like yeah. there's nothing that I go, that's no, a good point. I'm not going to do that. I hate yeah. that. I like being able to progress in it. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, competing against other people in Syria and whatever else, like. I become so invested in my logbook and what I did the last week and knowing what I need to get and that bit of paper that says whatever the fuck I did the week before is what I compete with and that's sort of where my discipline and getting better comes from but it's not yeah, specific to oh I really love this exercise or I really don't like this exercise you do the exercise to get better and that's that's how I would look at it. 
That's a good point to, to bring up. I mean, you know, the, the reason I think I think of, of split squats and I don't like them is just how jacked up my, yeah, they're hard. They're hard. But as was everything we did, you know, in the gym and I loved it. Right. You know, we, you know, we went to the gym and I, we could barely walk out. I mean, like I, you literally needed an ambulance to get out after your 15 set. Um, you know, but, uh, uh you know, <laughs> there's video of that of Ben not being able to get out of the leg press machine, but um, there's also video of me not being able to get out of the leg press machine. But uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed every one of those movements, and it was something new too. Like we had done the what was the one where we're kind of like floating in the air and you're you're kind of pendulum squat. Pendulum squat. I mean, that was really neat. Um, killer, by the way. I have mean, you ordered one? Is it going to be over? Yeah, here? I got two just in case, <laughs> just so you have two. I'm like, I'm gonna switch between the two to see if I could, you know, but. Um, but no, I thought that was really, you know, a lot of fun and exciting. Even though I was destroying my muscles and burning them out, it was, it was fun and exciting, new, that type of stuff. So I think split squats for me is just more of a, I like to complain about them, but I'll still do them. But the, at the end of the day, obviously, if you're getting stronger, I think that's the most important part about it, right? Yes, split squats every day. Except, except split squats. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Orange Theory really quick. Yes, I made it. You made it. Uh, I so will say we, the, there was a lot of complaining. No, yeah, there was. But did we had to go back. But you sent me a voice note. You were like, I'm just checking if you wanted the Orange Theory, which I translated to, you're fucking doing it. Yeah. Just tell me what day you want to do it. Was, it was. That was, that, was, that, was, I was, that was my nice Dave way of saying, hey, we're going to Orange Theory. Which day do you want to go? It wasn't really asking. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the girl, the Jenna, the instructor, she was great. Yeah. She took us around, told us everything. She pretty Jenna's much told awesome. us what would happen, what she was going to say, what you would do, and then not to do that and not to copy you. And this is the way they actually do things. So that was good. Um, but no, she was great. A lot of energy in the class. She asked me, was it everything that I expected to be? And I was like, yes, but I'll definitely not be back. <laughs> um, but no, yes, there was a lot of complaining. It was tough. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely not be back. Well, you, you know, I think you should share your goal, which was what? What was your goal to, when you went there? To actually finish it? Well, to finish it, but not to stop. Not right? to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, to stop. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't. You, yeah. you pushed through the entire time. And, and you know, the most amount of cardio that you typically do is 20, 20 minutes a day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you of made low it, impact on the low bike. Of low impact on the bike. And that was not low that impact. That was definitely not low impact. Not on the bike. No, we did, you know, 14 minutes straight of running, you know, 14 minutes straight of rowing, and then 14 minutes straight in the gym uh, doing more higher rep, lower weight exercises, which that was, that was pretty killer. I mean, you're doing the, we're doing the chest flies and the, um, close grip, you know, uh, chest press. I couldn't lift my water bottle. That was, dude, that was like yeah. stuck to me. They were done. They were done. Everything I, I was doing was, I did end up doing a, I think a plank at the end. And, uh, cause I was just like, I'm not doing another set of this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yes, I made it through. That was me. You know, you're talking about being out of your comfort zone, being in a gym with a camera crew. I'm out of my comfort zone doing any sort of cardio. So we did it. And you did agree that when you come to Ireland, you're going to see swim in the fucking old ocean. I, you know, I said, uh, <laughs> I said, uh, you know, like as a, as a, 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 a compensation package of, of you going to, uh, you know, Orange Theory that we would go and I would do the, the whole swimming in the ocean, even though I hate cold, it's going to take me like 45 minutes to get into the water. Just throwing that out there. Um, you know, cause you have to, you have it's to cold get on the outside of the water as well. Is it? Okay. Well, that doesn't matter. Like the, my, my biggest thing is like getting like, I hate cold. I just, like, let's just put it that way. It's just, it's going to take me a while to get into the water. What you're trying to say is getting past your waist is the hardest bit. Yeah. The waist. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, just yeah. need to dive in. I'll show you. You'll be fine. So it, there's definitely no that. Attitudes and we're going to go in like swim shorts. Yeah. 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 It'll be cold. It's fine. Yeah. It's going to suck. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, of cold and water, uh, last night I, I uh, we we got back from from the bars at the vault, and uh, I went to go lay down, and I it was it was nice because like I think we were 
I mean, home by like what midnight or one o'clock or something like that. And I didn't have to get up till eight in the morning, which is nice for me. Um, and you probably had to get up a little bit earlier, but, uh, but I, uh, I, I just bought this new chili pad, uh, thing. And, and I, I bought just a little quick sleep hack here really fast. Uh, we've talked about this previously in podcasts, but, um, I have this pad that uh, has water in it, uh, that has like a little air conditioning unit and it, uh, sends cold, you know, throughout the whole night. And it's been totally revolutionized my sleep. Like I sleep much more, more sound. Well, this new one that I got somehow was bugging out. It must have a bug in it or something because it, the way that it, that it, 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 it does it, which I really like a lot is it, uh, will start off at kind of a lower temperature, but not too cold. So you're not like getting in your bed and freezing. And then it gradually reduces your temperature overnight so that, you know, as you're hitting your REM sleep and everything else, you're at a super low temperature and it keeps you cool, easier for your body to, to manage those states. And then as you start to wake up, it increases the temperature to wake you out of your sleep. So I actually naturally wake up now, you know, with this, well, there's a bug with it or something. And so at like two o'clock in the morning, someone's hacked, someone's someone's hacked my, my chili pad. Um, it, it's, it's putting up to max capacity at like two o'clock in the morning. So like at two o'clock in the morning, I wake up like wide awake and I'm just dripping in sweat and like the app is broke. So I'm like trying to turn it off and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm hung over. I'm not feeling great. I'm like, all right, let me just unplug this thing. I unplug it. Then I go back to sleep and I like, and then I didn't wake up and it was just a disaster last night. So my sleep last night was not good because of that. So just an FYI. But recovery better than the day before, which is interesting. Yeah. So I, I hit, I hit a high of 44% recovery <laughs> this week, <laughs> which is not good. Uh, you know, that's just, but it's, it's be- much better than my 22% recovery the other day. Yeah. 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 So. Put it down to the overtraining the excess alcohol, the lack of nutritious food, and hanging out with me, I think. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah you've been, you've been I'm a sure. catalyst for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say like my HR, I'm gonna say my recovery was 100% each day <laughs> that I ate 360 grams of protein, no fat and no carbs the entire day, uh, no alcohol, you know, see, see how that goes in check-in. It's all lies. Yeah, it's definitely all lies. The, this week's check-in is definitely a write-off uh, for that. But you know, listen, you know, when do I get to do that? You know, when am I regimented? Yeah, I'm so regimented in, in, in all this stuff. So a week of just going out and I was still pretty cautious of, of food. You know, we still ate a lot of food, but you know, it was good stuff, you know, reading whole foods, reading chicken. I, I, you know, I think I had like three fries, you know, just to try them out. Um, so I, you know, I stayed pretty well with that. Obviously the alcohol consumption and those, <laughs> those captain sins were probably not, uh, good on the amount no, of sugar that we're having, we but ask, we can ask them a bit after this week. Yeah, can I get the, can I get the calorie breakdown of the, calories in this? Okay. Yeah. Can I have 15 of them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's your calorie account for the entire week. You know, <laughs> it was funny though. Like obviously, you know, obviously I talk about nutrition and we talk in the group and whatever else and people have their own struggles, but it was interesting to see how people actually process it whenever they're in real life. Not, and I don't think it would have been any different because of the fact that I was there, but you know, I think one thing that, and you can you know, maybe agree with me or disagree on this, like over time, as you go through this process, you just look at food differently. So you make choices differently. You will look at how the food sort of broken down versus you know, what it actually is and whatever. So it was interesting to see that in real life. And yeah, it totally went out the window whenever we started drinking. But, yeah, I mean, when I started looking at, you know, for food, I'm like looking at calorie count. I'm looking at, hey, what's going to have more more protein for me to be able to have? And even though I was basically not counting calories because, you know, it's kind of the way it's hard to, to judge when you're doing all that, with the drinks and everything else. Um, you know, I'm like, well, where can I get my highest source of protein? Hey, I'm kind of tired. Where can I get carbohydrates for energy? You know, good, good source of carbs. So, you know, I, I remember one of the meals I had um, was, you know, two chicken breasts, rice, rice pilaf and some, some broccoli, right? So good balanced meal you know, for everything that we're doing. And then another time, you know, I was like, oh, hey, I'm gonna have a buffalo chicken wrap instead of, you know, a pizza or whatever it ends up being. So I, you know, just trying to balance the food that I eat 
you know, while you're being cautious of it. And yeah, did I eat as healthy as I typically do? No, but at the same time, you can't always do that. So it's, you know, it's having more better days than not than as you go through this process, yeah. I think. And I think that, again, you know, the the initial call that I have with everybody, I'll always tell them that I want this to be something that they can do forever. And I realize that you will hang out with friends, you will go away, you will go out for meals, and all those things need to be something that you can manage. And it's not like, I know from my own experience, whenever I used to be, whenever I used to train with Callum and I used to be on a meal plan, I used to tub where everything was weighed out. If I was taken out of that situation, I was a fucking shambles. Like I obviously know nutrition, I know yeah. how to track my food, but because I was so so regimented and then I come out of it, I would just completely go off the rails because I'm like, well, I'll fuck this meal up and then I just, the whole thing was written off. So yeah. I think find the, the balance between, you know, being in control of your food, but not being a total fucking robot with it that you can actually go, okay, right, well, I'm gonna do this for this couple of days and, and know how to manage it. Yeah, I think the, uh, the, the biggest takeaway, and I've, I mentioned this before on the podcast too, but I remember there was like a poker night where I had gone way over on calories, you know, I, I, I went, and I, and I was, I messaged you the next day, like I'm a complete, you know, failure, you know, I messed it, you know, the, the, the progress that I've had from then to now, cause like I was in the same situation because, you know, of COVID, you know, I was home every single day. I could prepare all my food. I could do this. I could do that. But then as soon as you start going out with friends, it's like, okay, well, you know, it kind of goes out the window a little bit and you can still manage that. But at, you know, at certain times, you know, there's going to be issues where you run over calories or whatever. And I think, you know, like this week I had no issue with that. You know, I, I it was a conscious decision where. I knew like, I'm not going to sit there and bring a Tupperware, you know, thing to, to, you know, a restaurant and go eat, but I'd still try to pick what I possibly could. That would be healthy. You know, we went on had smoothies, we had a wrap, you know, those, those types of things to try to keep it within balance, within moderation, but not go too overboard. You know, we didn't go out and eat a bunch of cake and, you know, stuff like that every single day. It was really, I haven't uh, had any dessert at all, actually. I'll, to, I'll, I'll have to fix that. I'll have to get that today. More drinks. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an idea. Um, but one thing I did actually notice is in all the in all the places that we've been, like ninety percent of them had the calories on the yeah. on the menu. So anybody who says that they can't calculate that or being I don't know how to come, like we went for breakfast in uh, whatever the first the first place. watch, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I've just done orange theory. Um, I need foods. Like I need to know what. I, so I had, I think I got two meals, and one was seven hundred calories, and one was nine hundred calories. But I knew we were going to train later on in the day. So okay, yeah. yes, I've probably overeaten on calories, but. I've trained, you know, back to back for the past seven days. So I think my body hates me, yeah. <laughs> hates me, but yeah. I definitely used it. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's great about first watch is, you know, they list all of the calories. Most of the places we did, you know, we went to listed all the calories and then if you couldn't find it, you could go to their website and they had all the calories on there. So you know, it is definitely possible to go and do it. Right. And I think, you know, if you just, it's a matter of making sure you stay consistent with it. I know for a fact, you know, tomorrow when you're gone, you know, I'm going to start back to my day of detox, of, definitely, <laughs> definitely detox. I'm just going to only do protein. That's it. Uh, I'm going to go on a protein only diet. Um, but, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I'm, you know, go right back to my normal routine of, of what I know works and is successful. We had a great week. It was fun. You know, we trained hard, we worked hard guarantee you, you know, from a gaining perspective, I'll have some massive gains. I'll tell you, like, yes, I was telling Jason this yesterday, um, where when we were up to 4,000 calories, I felt freaking amazing. You know, like the amount of energy I had, the amount of, of PRs that I was getting, the amount of how fast I was building muscle. Like it was, it was such an incredible experience just getting up to pushing calories. You know, and that, now that I'm down, my body's levelized and normalized with it. And I still have really good energy levels, but nothing near when I had 4,000 calories, right? And so I think you kind of need that every once in a while, just like pushing yourself a little bit and seeing how far you can take it and, and all that stuff. But it's, that's again, another perk of having a personal trainer, I think. So Somebody who can tell you that you that's actually you. okay. That's okay, yeah. yeah, yeah Otherwise yeah. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, well, that's that's another point. Like you wouldn't have, and I think that that's that's an important point to note because you know people who 
feel like they have a lot of weight to lose they think okay i just need to be in a calorie deficit but there's only so long you can do that for and having someone to go okay look we're gonna actually take you out of that and even bring you back up to a maintenance level you'll feel much better because you have that additional you know i've started to introduce calories to the neck it's 100 calories like i feel fucking great and i'm like yeah imagine what we're going to be like we've got another thousand or whatever yeah. else but people get so fixated on calorie deficit and weight loss that they don't realize that actually you know if you come out of that for four to six weeks of a diet break or whatever way you want to sort of phrase it bring your calories back up to maintenance or even to a slight surplus what you can do in that amount of time will probably actually push you that little bit further into fat loss and i'd actually be surprised I, mean, I don't know if you're actually going to check in or whatever that's going to look like, but I think I'll be surprised to see, you know, I don't imagine you would have gained a lot of weight because you had those additional calories, but we also used them with... Yeah, we're with, always constantly on the go. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. constantly working out, constantly yeah. doing other things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I agree feeling great on, on plenty of calories. And I actually, I probably did eat more than I usually would, but again, I trained hard. Yeah. I hit some new PRs or PBs if you're in the UK. Um, and, you know, I feel full, like my body feels full and I feel good for it. So yeah. I'm not, you know, I've used it. So I guess, you know, wrapping things up on the podcast side, you know, one of the biggest things I think to take away from this is find a tribe, right? Find find uh, folks that will motivate you, uh, whether that's your spouse, your significant other, whether that's, you know, friends around you, a workout buddy or partner, uh, you know, online community, like, you know, obviously the We Hack Health, we're all about positivity and helping others out and kind of motivating you. You know, find something that you're contributing to uh, you know, as part of that tribe, you know, whether it's sharing knowledge or sharing your experiences or whatever it is, you know, I think that you can relate that to anything in life, whether that's, you know, your, your success in cybersecurity, my success in cybersecurity is because I'm so focused on community. I'm so focused on helping others. I'm so focused on contributing to something that's larger than me to make it better. Right. And very similarly to how I've approached the, the hacking your health stuff and what we're doing with the podcast and working with you is just always getting my experiences out there, and sharing your experiences so that other people can hopefully make the right call and make decisions of, of what they do. And I think that tribe aspect is, is so critical to anything that we do, uh, especially around, you know, fitness, our health, our careers, our, even, you know, our, our, you know, our tribes are obviously our families. So all of those things are, are so key to, to our success and how we're wired as human beings. Yeah. And I think, you know, anybody who isn't in the discord or is, if you're not get into it and if you are, be more active in it because there's a lot of, as I said, you know, there's a lot of fulfillment in helping other people and, and getting things from that. And as you said, you know, having a place that you can go to with people with a similar mindset, if you're struggling, if you're doing well or whatever it is, it's, it's absolutely key. And it's funny because I would describe myself not as a people person at all, but if I have the right people, then I really can be. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. Cool. See you next awesome. week. See you next week. Well, hey, you're gonna be you're gonna be in. Uh, uh, you're gonna be remote. Are you gonna be back home by, by next week? Okay, so we'll be we'll be so back be normal. for the 31 people watching. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just on the screen. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, good, 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 um, good training sessions this week. Good time this week. And uh, Ben is is tall. Ben is big. Um, we're going for a drink right now. Yeah, yeah we're going for a drink right now. So hey, thanks all for listening to Hacking Health Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, social media. Uh, Discord, everything else. And uh, we look forward to next week's podcast as well. So hopefully you enjoyed. And uh, this in-person special US America made uh, in-person Dave Kennedy's gym with Ben. Uh, so uh, appreciate it, everybody. See you next week. Later.